How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, I feel the pumped up. Uh, I, I just feel the, it. I feel it adrenaline. in your voice. I feel it in my voice. Yeah. Look, that you know was, what time it is. I'm not going to be biased, but that was the yeah. best intro we've had in a couple months. All right. Because I've I, right? look, I've been listening. I've been a little, you know, lackluster on the on the intro because I'm not I'm not motivated to talk about, you know, what's been going on. Oh, well, we're motivated today. You know, we're oh, we're we're, we're getting into it. Uh, you know, Andrew Siciliano said it best host of the NFL Red Zone channel on uh, direct TV. Uh, he said today. NFL summer school is over. Today actually marks the start of training camps for some teams. It is day one of school, so we're talking football. We are here to start our NFL preview. We start today with the AFC North and the NFC North. We go two divisions per episode, and we will go uh, until we cover all eight uh, divisions. Uh, and we will get so, to key, uh, key additions, uh, key losses, key departures. We'll go over you know some some of the draft additions. Uh, we'll go over you know record predictions. Who's going to win each division and uh, and just, you know, some, you know, fantasy outtakes as well as we get closer to this NFL season. So we're just talking NFL today. It's just NFL today. I mean, this is just NFL today. We're not playing around. We're not talking golf. We're not talking NBA free agency. We're just talking NFL. Look, you know what happened today? The, The Boston Celtics. You know, rumors came out that the Boston Celtics jumped into Kevin Durant trade talks. But guess what? We're not talking about that today. We nope. don't care about that nope. because because nope. we just don't. You know, we're, we're here to talk about, you know, we're, we're here to talk and we're going to start, you know, with those those Chicago Bears, the Bears, you Ooh. know, even even though they are probably going to be the worst team in football, we're still going to talk about them. We're going to get to that <laughs> NFC North, which is a really tough division this year because yeah. of the Lions getting better, the Vikings getting better and the Packers, you know, losing uh, their best offensive player. That could be a very tight race. And also in the AFC North, uh, in the AFC North, that's you know one of the toughest divisions in football. So let's get into it. You know, a lot of stuff to talk about here. Let's run it. Let's get in to our NFL preview. It starts today. As I said, we're starting with the NFC North. Uh, we will go over, uh, obviously, the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions. Uh, let's just start with an overall you know, view of this division. Obviously, last year, the Packers winning it with ease, I would say. you know, uh, 13 wins last year. Aaron Rodgers, another MVP season. Uh, this year, he will be without his top target in Devontae Adams. He moves on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Got you there. I didn't say Oakland that time. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, uh, in second place, Minnesota Vikings, you know, a very lackluster season, uh, you know, was in a lot of one-score games last year, just, you know, couldn't find a way to put those one-score games away, and usually we're on the losing side of them. Uh, the Bears, Justin Fields in that quarterback, you know, a messed-up coaching, uh, you know, kind of coaching group there. Uh, just a, you know, a, you know, I'm looking back at that Bears team. The fact that they got six wins, I'm kind of impressed that I look back on that now because that team was pretty bad last year. And the Terrible. Detroit Lions, uh, one of the worst teams in the league, uh, had the second pick in the draft. 
three wins last year, hoping for, you know, after a much improved offseason, a pretty good offseason and draft, hoping for the, an improved season. <clears throat> the best three-win team in the league last year. Yep, that's what we all said. But this year is different. Uh, let's go over these these teams, kind of break down uh, their their off-seasons here, and, uh, and, and we'll get into previewing uh, the 2022-2023 season here. Uh, let's start with the Bears uh, that finished in third, like we said. Uh, the Bears, you know, we've been saying this, you know, for a couple of weeks as we've gone through the offseason, whatever. Th- this is probably the worst roster in football. I think we oh. can all agree on that. I, I don't think that's much of a, you know, a debate it's, here. It's definitely bottom three yeah. for sure. For sure. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it could get real ugly real fast. Yeah, real ugly. And, and, and I actually think that the Bears, you know, the, the way they went about things this year. Um, in terms of the roster, I don't agree with that much. Um, I like what they did in the, with the coaching, you know, clearing house, getting rid of, uh, of Matt Nagy, Nagy. hiring, uh, Matt Eberflus, which was, I think a good, good hire, you know, getting Ryan Paces there as their GM, really good, you know, stuff, fixing that front office, fix, uh, fixing the coaching staff. My problem is, is what they did with the roster. Like I said, you know, you were you were all on Justin Fields last year, not having a good year. I didn't really judge his year last year. He made some amazing plays uh, with no offensive line, you know, with with an Allen Robinson that probably didn't give two craps, you know, a Darnell Mooney who had a really good season, you know, and and a defense that was bottom five in the league. You know, I I actually commend Justin Fields for you know some of the plays that he made, you know, especially with his feet. Uh, more or less his arm because he definitely was not the best, you know, throwing last year. But this right. is a big season for him. You know, second season, new new uh, head coach. And what do they do? They just give him no help. And and I, I found a big, you know, issue with that. You know, they 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 get a guard in, in Lucas Patrick, you know, and, and that's whatever. But their biggest wide receiver signing was By- Byron Pringle. It's just not going <laughs> to do it, you know. And Darno Mooney could be great. We have to actually see him be a number one wide receiver. Uh, you know, with double teams on them, you know, with no Allen Robinson on the other side, um, you know, that's going to be difficult to see with, you know, an, an offensive line that I guess could be, you know, improved from last year. But we're talking a bottom five offensive line in the league, improving maybe to a bottom 10 offensive line in the league. So, you know, when I when I look at what they did this year in the offseason, you know, we'll get to the draft in a second. But what they did in, in free agency was was a whole lot of nothing to help fields out. A hundred percent. And here's the problem. Justin Fields is a, in my opinion, a above average to mediocre quarterback. He is athletic. And you know how I feel about most of these athletic quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, he ran for his life last year because his offensive line wasn't good. But he missed a ton of throws. He, you know, I I just, I have not been impressed. I, I watched him at Ohio State. He was a great college football quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't think his game transcends to a elite quarterback level. I think you could surround him with a lot more talent, and I still think he's going to be just an above-average quarterback. That's my opinion. I I hope he proves me wrong. He seems like a nice guy. He's got a great attitude. Everybody likes him. I don't see it on the field. I don't. And and not only did he lose Allen Robinson, like we said, who went to the Rams, uh, also lost Jakeem Grant, who actually down the stretch played a big role in their offense and was a great returner for them. But age, they have eight wide receivers. Yeah, I mean eight, it's going to be a carousel of no, no, I know it, it's all mediocre except mm-hmm. for Darnell Mooney. It's all mediocre, but it's going to be the flavor du jour. 
right? Like, is it going to be Nikhil Harry? Is it going to be Daz Newsome, Dante Pettis, Equinemius St. Brown, David yep. Moore, Byron Pringle? Like, you could throw a million guys out there, mm-hmm. but but until they get two or three guys to stay up, to stand up and say, hey, I can play every down with Darnell, this team's going to be a mess. Yeah, and one of those guys could be their their third-round pick, Velas Jones Jr. out of, out of Tennessee. Yeah, the one guy I didn't uh, mention. Really, mention. really speed, you know, big speedster. Um, that could be, you know, their slot wide receiver. We'll see how that pans out. You know, a lot of people said that it, it was a reach, you know, in the, in the second round was, was a third, fourth, you know, round grade kind of wide receiver. I liked their first two picks, though, what they did uh, with Kyler Gordon, the corner, uh, and then Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State, the, the safety. I like that in terms of bulking their, you know, secondary. I think their secondary could be much improved, um, you know, yeah. with Jalen Johnson as their corner. Um, I like that. You know, they still have um, Amos there at, at their, you know, safety position. Uh, you know, Eddie th- this, Jackson. yeah, th- Eddie Jackson, they, they still have, you know, a good secondary and they, you know, we can't forget about Roquan Smith, who is considered probably a top, uh, five linebacker, uh, in, in football right now, their biggest loss on the defensive end, obviously Khalil Mack, uh, trading him away. Uh, so it's kind of Roquan Smith, a good kind of, you know, a pretty decent secondary, but they don't have, you know, very much of anything on the defensive line, you know, maybe Robert Quinn, no. but He's, you know, Come on. at some point, that at some, yeah, at some point, the, the sack production is yeah. going to fall okay. off. Uh, and when he falls off, it's just not a lot, you know, left. Uh, you know, th- this th- for, for them to have more than six wins this year, Justin Fields would have to take just the biggest leap. You know, we have seen, you know, in, in a second year uh, in a long time, you know, we'd have to see him really, you know, carry this team on his back. And in this division, you know, in the NFC, you know, some of these teams that they're going to have to play, I just don't see them really competing with, with you know, these teams. I, and I, and I see rock, less than six schedule. wins this year. I looked over the schedule. There's not a chance in hell this team has more than five wins. Yeah, I agree. Not I think they finished. a chance. I, I think they finished last in this division. And 100%. I think it's, it's, a, it's do, a rough year for the Bears. Do, do you know... <laughs> the odds of them winning the NFC North are mm-hmm. plus nine fifty. It's rough. It, it could be plus ninety five thousand. I still like, would. They are it. not winning the NFC North. No, they're not. Come on. All right, let's go to the the la- the last place team last year. The Lions, uh, three wins. Uh, they had a much better offseason, I think, than the Bears. Uh, re- mm-hmm. or signing DJ Chark, re-signing Tracy Walker. They're you know up and coming safety. Resigning Charles Harris and Gerard Davis, you know, keeping their, you know, whatever they had on defense, you know, their veteran guys to, you know, help out uh, a young and upcoming team. Uh, we talked about, you know, we've been talking about their draftee and, and Aiden Hutchinson that was gifted to them by the Jaguars there. And they, mm-hmm. you know, probably have a star uh, in Hutchinson there. Had a great draft, you know, the rest of the way with Jamison Williams, who we, we're not sure will be ready for week one, but should be, you know, a speedster and an in, instant impact uh, for Jared Goff on the offense there. Um, and and this team kind of just bolstered their talent. Last year they they played with a lot of grit, a lot of effort. They just didn't have any talent. You know they they, they lacked talent when they played teams. I think they did a great job addressing that and and really you know becoming a more talented team. Uh, I think the question with them now is: Are we looking at a three win team going to a seven win team, or are we looking at a three win team that had a really good offseason and could possibly be in contention for a wild card? Uh, playoff spot. I think that's the the question for Detroit. This team, they're not going to be a three win team again. They're they're they've nope. definitely improved enough to to get out of that you know uh, terrible kind of position. But you know what kind of jump are we talking about for the Lions this year? 
So I think we have to address three things first, right? Number one, and, and the biggest question mark stands right at the beginning. It's Jared Goff, right? Yep. Can this guy play? Can he stay healthy? Can he play well? And can he actually drive his team to win games, right? We saw it in, with the Rams with a very talented squad, and then it just all fell to pieces. Yep. So that's number one. Number two, health. This team got majorly hurt last year. They have Jamison Williams, who's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. When do they get him? DeAndre Swift has to stay healthy, yep. right? I mean, that him and Jamal Williams is a great one-two punch, right? They have to stay healthy. And then the secondary, the, the defense all over, right? Akuda, you've got to come back from <laughs> the injuries and, and play better. I mean, he is, he's too talented to be this bad, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, their offensive line should be, uh, much improved. Their defensive line should be much improved with Brockers and, and Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Aquaro was awesome last year, right? And then it's a matter of can their linebackers step up? That is a weak point on this team, man. They yeah. do not have good linebackers. Well, that's what that's what so, we're talking about. We've been talking about for several years is their linebacking position. I mean, the the Lions yeah. have been one of the worst defensive teams against the uh, against the run um, for consecutive you know seasons now because they just have not been able to bolster, you know, that linebacker group. And they, they've there's been games the Lions have been just run all over and just degraded on defense. You know, we, we yeah. talked about their 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 past defense. They have a good corner group. They have Tracy Walker they just signed, I think, is a great safety. Uh, they have good yeah. pass rush right now. I don't think that's their, their you know, uh, their weakness on defense. It's the run game. Agreed. Can they stop the run, that, you know, the run this year? That'll be huge yeah. for them because if they can stop the run, and I think that was another big part is, is they would just get – you know, these 10 minute, 11 minute drives on them. And and they would just get, you know, just tired on defense, you know, the offense w- sitting on the bench for, you know, a quarter. And, and, and that was, you know, what dictated the game uh, this year. Let's see if they can, they can be better against the run. And then offensively, uh, like you said, can Jared Goff just be average, just be, just be a, an above average, average quarterback be above average. I think he just needs to be average. You know, he's been bad for for two seasons now. He just needs to be an average quarterback that gets his guys the ball. He needs to play like he did the last couple games of the season. I think there was there was little to no pressure on him the last four right. games of the season. He played pretty good. Uh, had some nice throws. Um, and well, and I think he, if if he until Tim Boyle started right, playing exactly. But I I think you know if if he can be an average quarterback, you know, get Williams involved. Um, you know, Amon St. Brown, we didn't even, you know, discuss him, but right. what a, what a season, a rookie season he had, you know, especially the second half of the year, uh, you know, can he step up and really be a number one wide receiver for this team? That would be huge for him as well. Uh, this team should be improved. I am not going, I'm actually not going to go out here and say that this team, you know, is going to jump to that, you know, eight, nine win area, but they'll definitely be over six, seven wins. Uh, I think they definitely win, you know, a couple of those games that, you know, uh, of these bad teams that they lost to last year, they'll definitely win those games this year. But I still don't see this team 100%, you know, competing with with the big teams in the NFC. Maybe if they get to eight, nine wins, they can sneak into that seventh, you know, that extra wild card spot with, you know, kind of a weaker NFC. But I'm not going to go crazy with, you know, this huge jump, but they're going to be much improved, I believe. So I love this offensive line. Right, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnall. Yeah, it's, it's a top ten you know, offensive line, and yeah, Vitai, Penny Sewell. This offensive mm-hmm. line should give Jared Goff all day. Right, DeAndre Swift, when healthy, is a game changer, and that one-two punch, like I said, with Jamal Williams, is great. And then you've got if Jamison Williams can come back at some point in the season, when you have him, DJ Chark, and Amron St. Brown. 
round with Josh Reynolds and Cephas backing him up. I, I, I like this team. Like I know I was a little overzealous last year saying that they were going to win the division. <laughs> so I am not going there this year. And I am not calling them a playoff team because I don't think the NFC is going to be as bad as you're initially alluding to. But I do see this team winning seven, eight games. You know, their schedule shows they've got teams like Seattle, Washington, Philly, uh, the Giants, Jacksonville. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, look the, at the Jets, their, Carolina. Look at, their, look at they, their first five games before their bye week. You know, they can beat they can beat Philly. They can beat Washington. I think Minnesota they will lose to. They can beat Seattle, yeah. and, and I think they can compete with New England. I mean, there, there's a Correct. possibility for three, four wins in the first five weeks. So it's definitely possible. Yeah. I. I see this team winning eight games. I really do. I think this team is going to be much improved. I love their their uh, their coach. He, he Dan Campbell gets them riled up for every game. They show up to every game. They play hard. And I think this schedule, if when you really break it down, has eight easy wins on it. Mm-hmm. I, I I think this when I watched De- Detroit football last year, it, it was almost like you know they knew their fate. Um, and, and they, they, the, the play calls were conservative. Uh, they, they, they just kind of wanted to compete, but they didn't really want to compete out there. If that kind of makes sense. I think this year they, they know that they, you know, this team could, could compete, you know, this team can actually win some games. And I think they're going to go out there with that intention to, you know, try to win every game. And I think that will change a little bit of the, of the outcomes of, of some of their games. So I definitely like it though. I think they finish third in the division, uh, in this year. Uh, let's get to the yeah. Minnesota Vikings here. Now, if you're a fan of the podcast, should I should I should I, should I sit down? Should I should I be prepared for the Super if, Bowl? If call you're again? Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, uh, you can go back to a probably a year ago today when we filmed last year's um, yep. NFC North preview or just our NFL preview for whatever it was. Um, I did pick the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl last year. You okay? did. I went a little outlandish. Uh, I didn't want to be sitting up here with the Bills, Chiefs, Packers pick. I went with the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't think it was a unbelievably, you know, blasphemous pick, as Stephen A. You know, will say. But it, you know, looking back, it was definitely um, a little, a little, you know, outlandish. Like I said, uh, th- this team was. You know, I thought had one of the best offenses in the league with a above average quarterback with a, you know, beast at Jeff- Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, a two headed monster, a wide receiver, Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league, uh, a pretty solid offensive line, a defense that I thought was improved by Patrick Peterson um, and a good linebacking core with Anthony Barr. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, Daniel Hunter being on one side and Everson Griffin back on the other side. Uh, and all all shit hit the fan, you know, real quick. You know, Daniel yep. Hunter out for the year. Uh, Patrick Peterson had one of his worst years ever as a you know in the NFL, and their he defense old and slow. Their defense was even worse than it was, I think, the previous year. And yes. this team, the fact that they still were in a lot of the games, you know, one eight of them uh, probably should have ended up with at least you know twelve wins if they just were able to close out some of these games that they just found a way to lose. I mean, it, it was just, you know, kind of incredible to see some of the games that they would end up losing. Uh, so, you know, this team, they need to rid of the demons, rid of of these curses that this team has had since the Blair Walsh, you know, missed, uh, you know, missed field goal to, to win the wild card game. I, th- I feel like ever since then, this team has just been absolutely, you know, had a curse on them. Uh, they had a good offseason, though. Signing uh, Zadarius Smith, that's huge. You know, if Daniel Hunter can 
can actually come back and 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 just be healthy for a season. Did people forget Daniel Hunter was a top ten, you know, edge rusher in in the league, and that could be huge with Zadarius Smith coming and Jordan Hicks um, at linebacker. That's a good signing as well. Um, I, you know, they actually had a, a pretty good draft as well. Lewis Seen, uh, a, a nice safety, you know, replacing uh, Harrison Smith there as he gets older. Uh, you know, Andrew Booth at a Clemson, a nice corner. They're definitely, you know, worked on that secondary. That was the biggest part of their, you know, defense that was just terrific last year. And I, th- I think with those two, that could definitely help. Uh, I know they're young, but, uh, you know, anything would help uh, in that secondary. Uh, and, and, and I think they I think this this offseason, they they knew the, the offense wasn't the problem. And they looked at the defensive side and said, what do we need to do? Let's get another edge rusher. Let's get some you know corners. Let's draft a, a safety in the first round. I, I think they did everything that they needed to do. Now, let's see if yes. if this works, you know, this season. And I think if it worked, you're, they, they get, they're going to win this division. You're missing one key addition. Right. They got rid of Zimmer. They got rid of the defensive-minded old-school coach in place of the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, mm-hmm. who was completely offensive-minded and helped the Rams win the Super Bowl. They obviously have all the talent in the world on that offensive side of the ball, but they really weren't living up to you know their expectations. Now, Thielen and Irv Smith going down for most of the season certainly did not help, but they're getting both those guys back. A new offensive genius, quote unquote, you know, uh, calling the plays and calling the offense. It comes down to, again, the big question mark is Kirk Cousins. Yep. Can we finally take the next step? This yeah. For the most, I, the, the guy who's made the most money as a quarterback, I think, <laughs> in the league in the last, you know, 20 years, can he take this team to a Super Bowl? Is he capable? It's a, it's just a tough question because I don't want to. I'm not going to be one of those you know people that sits up in here and says no like Kirk Cousins sucks. I've been a Kirk Cousins fan for as long as he's been in the league. I think he is yes you have suitable to to take a team to the you know to answer a question. I, yes, I think he's suitable to take a a team to the Super Bowl. I think he can win a Super Bowl as a quarterback. It's just the consistency part. You know, you I, I have we we have we have all seen Kirk Cousins. You know play games and, and make plays that you look at him and you go, yeah, this guy is, you know, a top 10 quarterback in the league. And then there's some games where he just, you know, will throw four interceptions in the first quarter and you say, you know, who, who is this guy? You know, this isn't the guy that, you know, won this game, you know, last week. So, so he has to be consistent and, you know, maybe with, I actually think this might help, you know, with Kevin O'Connell. I, I look at it as, you know, you had Mike Zimmer and your defense sucked. So so obviously the defensive minded coach didn't help. So, all right, fine. Go to your strong suit. Go to your offense. Hire an offensive coach. Maybe he'll improve, you know, Cousins consistency. You know, he'll utilize. Obviously, he's going to utilize Justin Jefferson to be, you know, probably one of the, you know, the best wide receiver in the league this year. And in fantasy terms, you you know, there's an argument for Justin Jefferson going number one in terms of, you know, the wide receivers off the board um, this season. Mm, might be pushing it a little. I mean, Top he, five, number he, one. He could be in Come for, he, he could be in for, for, for 1300, 1400 yards this year. I mean, this, this, this is an offense. And, and, and especially if this defense, you know, doesn't really improve that much. You, you're going to see this offense, you know, keep coming out and, and you know, and, and be on the field for a while. So uh, th- this this team is is just a question mark right now. It's they they did. It, this is what I'll say. You know, we're, we're, you know, about a month out from the season. They'd have done everything yeah. up until this point. Right. You know, in this offseason to get ready for this season by improving the defense, hiring the yes. offensive coach. 
Now let's Agreed. see it on the field. Let's see if they don't, you know, disappoint and let down uh, like last year. Here's my only concern. This team has no depth at all. Take a look at their depth chart. Their backup quarterbacks are Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond, right? Kirk Cousins goes down and the season's over. Right. Other than Alexander Madison, they don't have a backup wide receiver, a tight end worth their grain of salt. Their their offensive line is OK. It's not great. And on a defensive side of the ball, any of their starters who we expect the, the Zadarius Smiths and the uh, Daniel Hunters, you know, and the Harrison Smiths of the world. If they go down, this team has no depth at all. Yeah. No, it's 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 a good point. Uh, they have a favorable schedule as well this year. Yes, uh, very they, favorable. Ten of the easiest wins on the planet. Yeah, I, if, if they can stay healthy and make it and get where they need to go. I'm gonna make a, a prediction this year. I, I will not take the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl, but they, I believe they will win the NFC North uh, with 12, maybe 13 wins. Uh, I think that this is a year that they, you know, put it all together. Be you know, actually are the one of the best teams in the NFC. Could even finish as a, you know a two or three seed. Um, in the NFC this year, and I think they dethroned the, those Packers, um, which we'll talk about next uh, for that NFC uh, North crown. All right. So I just want to let you know, mm-hmm. I do not have the Minnesota Vikings winning the division. All right. So you're staying with the Green Bay Packers, who we're getting to next. Yes. So you're going to stay with the Packers. Uh, Packers yep. coming off a disappointing season. A lot of disappointing seasons in the in the NFC North. Um, well, as, if you don't win the know, Super Bowl, isn't it a disappointing season? Well, I mean, you know, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's you <laughs> know, if, good. If you good have Aaron Rodgers and, and and Devontae Adams, isn't not winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. Or going I, to the, the championship game three years I, in a row I and think, not going? Yeah, I, I, it's been d- disappointing for years now for, for these Packers. You know, just, a, you know, an incredible regular season, t- um, you know, team, a franchise for the last, you know, 10 years. Uh, they've won this division time in and time out again. Aaron Rodgers has... You know, back-to-back MVPs, but you know something about that game in you know in the, in the second round, going out to those those Forty ers just kind of, in my opinion, I think it ended the this Packers kind of reign. I mean, it's it's not so much a not so much a reign. They didn't you know they haven't Stop. won anything, but I think in terms of the, this Packers team, you know, being one of the best regular season teams. I, I think that is, you know, I don't think they're going to be bad this year, but they will not win 13 games like they did last year. I just don't think that's reasonable. You know, when you, I think we are severely, I, I don't know why it's not being talked about. I think we are severely underrating the departure of Devontae Adams. You just lost the best wide receiver in the NFL and nobody debates that fact. I think that is severely, you know, an impactful thing that this offense is losing you know, 1,400, 1,500 yards and, you know, almost 20 touchdowns worth of production that they're going to have to, you know, bull, uh, you, they're going to have to spread around to Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and, you know, yeah. th- and, and, and you know, is it their, their rookie Watson? Uh, they're going to have yep. to spread that around to, to a bunch of guys that aren't number one wide receivers. And I think that's being very, you know, overlooked. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is I- still the quarterback. But even Aaron Rodgers, you know, losing a guy like Devontae Adams isn't just going to magically make one of these guys, you know, in, in you know a, a, a top wide receiver. So this team's oh, going to take I a hit. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. Like, yes, Devontae Adams is a unbelievable talent, right? I, I, I mean, you can make the argument, and I don't. I I would back it, right? He's the best wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. But 
he also was the guy that Aaron Rodgers forced the ball to 98% of the time, right? right? His targets were sometimes three times that of the combined number of the other wide receivers combined. Agreed. Right? So if he's gone and Aaron Rodgers, who is a 20 or 17-year vet and two-time MVP, what's he going to do? He's going to throw the ball to Alan Lazard. He's going to, Christian Watson's going to be a stud. Christian Watson is it could could take on a lot of that production. Sammy Watkins is a good wide receiver, right? Randall Cobb is a good slot receiver. Amari Rodgers is a decent slot receiver. The 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 ability for him to move it all around and he still has Robert Tanyan. Why do you think that overall Aaron Rodgers is still going to throw for 5000 yards? It's just going to be to a crap load more people. I I don't see it. I I Oh I, my god. I see, Come a team, on. I see a team that that was, you know, what was the, the, the first seed in the NFC last year, won thir- 13 games. And I look at their, first of all, I look at their schedule. You know, they yep. got Tampa on the road this year. They have Buffalo mm-hmm. on the road this year. They played Dallas. Um, yes, at home, but they, you know, they have to play Dallas. Um, they, they, they play the Rams this year, you know, two games against the Vikings in division, I think, you know, are going to be more difficult than they were last year. Uh, you know, it's. It, it, it's you know they have some tough games on their schedule. I think you know when yes. when when he, when they go to Tampa and play Brady, I think Tampa's a better team you know right now than than the Packers. I don't think they win that game. I think the Bills are 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 a much better team than them and and definitely can can beat them there. Uh, th- this team to me just it, 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 I so think what, it's what do you I have think them win ten you have winning ten games, ten eleven games. Finishing second, you know, it's still a playoff team. It's still gonna, still gonna be a wild card and probably the fifth seed. But I, I, I think I, I will say this. I think if the Vikings lose this, I, I think this is the Vikings division to lose. If the Vikings lose this this year and and do not win this division, I think that is just an extreme disappointment. I, I believe that this Vikings team is 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 an all is an all around better team. Then the Packers. I understand that this Packers defense is still pretty elite, you know, with Jair Alexander and what he really came into his own last year. Uh, mm-hmm. But they did. We just talked about losing Zadarius Smith, that now is a Viking. Um, you know, yeah. they they and 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 they went into the draft. You know, uh, you know, obviously refusing to draft wide receivers. You know, taking Quay Walker and, and Devontae Wyatt, um, both you know Georgia kids that could be, you know, a, a, a good you know, rookie combo that, that bolsters their, you know, interior on defense, but, you know, and, and, and then the Christian Watson, I agree with you. If, if you're taking a pick for, for fantasy and a, and a pick for a guy to, you know, stand out, I think Christian Watson is the guy that can emerge as the number one wide receiver here. But I really do believe that this, that this Devonte Adams thing is, is going to, I think cause the Packers to have a slow start maybe um, because they don't have that number one guy from, from day one. Uh, and, and maybe that slow start kind of, you know, slows down their season. They only get to 10 or 11 wins. Oh, I completely disagree. I think you don't have to worry about a contract dispute this year with Aaron Rodgers. He's coming into camp. He'll work with these guys from day one. And he's already been working with them in the offseason. Number two, you know, if they had the only reason that we were upset with the Devontae Wyatt and the Quay Walker picks was that they didn't take a number one wide receiver. Right? Yeah. Which was we thought, yeah, yeah, but those exactly. two guys That's are studs. Those, yeah, good. Those two good guys players. are studs, mm-hmm. right? They're very good players that are adding tremendous depth to that team. Rashawn Gary had a phenomenal season last year. Devondre Campbell, phenomenal season last year. They still have Kenny Clark. They still have Dean Lowry, right? And they're back uh, with Darnell Savage and, and Jair Alexander. You know, make up a really strong uh, secondary. 
this team is going to win the NFC North again. They're going to have 12 wins. So they maybe they don't have 13 or 14. <laughs> They're going to have 12. And listen, I think Minnesota is a playoff team. I, I think that's a 10. You know, if they have a phenomenal year, maybe they get 11. But I think they'll have 10 wins. They'll sneak into a wild card spot. But they are not taking out the Green Bay Packers yet. You still have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You still have the, all the weapons that Aaron Rodgers can throw to. The line is fine. This team is not taking that big of a step back. Do I think they're the hands-on favorite to win the Super Bowl? Hell no. Do, do I think they're going to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC? Not sure yet. Uh, I'm not making that prediction yet. But this team is not taking that big of a step back that we're going to be like, oh, okay, it's over. No. no, Definitely not. So it only it only took one division for us to disagree. It only it only took the first one. So It won't be the last one, buddy. You're, taking the, you're taking the Packers for the NFC North. I will take the Vikings. Hopefully they don't screw me two years and, in a row. And, and just so you know, right, for all you betters out there, the Vikings are plus 280 to win the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers are minus one seventy. Wow! So I got to put my money. Oh, I'm, my mouth I'm getting all over that plus two eighty. That's that's a good. That's some good value there. Hey. All right, let's let's get to the AFC North. Uh, let's go to the the sister uh, conference. I think we should start referring to them as that. I think that's kind of cool. Okay. Sister uh, conference. Let, let's get to the sister so we're, conference. We're we're, we're, N- we're NFCers, so I guess the sister right. conference. Let's get to the AFC. Uh, obviously, a little breakdown here: the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Super Bowl, losing to. The L.A. Rams there. What a season for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, that entire organization, really. You know, what a what a year to get, you know, the Bengals just on the map and, and you know, open a, a window for them. And they should be, you know, even better, you know, possibly than, than last year. Uh, and, and, it, and they, know they you know, coming back with Jamar Chase for a second year, Joe Burrow um, for another year that this should be, you know, a team that that, you know, improves on their 10 wins last year, um, in, especially in a division um, that, you know, some teams getting worse, some teams getting better. Uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of those teams I think will be worse, uh, kind of in a rebuilding mode. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger retires, uh, and the new quarterback is Kenny Pickett, um, or so we think, you know, start uh, week one could be yeah, I don't know Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, whichever yeah. one it is, um, they are definitely, you know, starting over with, with a, you know, a, a new quarterback there for the first time in 20 years. Uh, you know, this, okay, this, but before you before you jump ahead, do you, do you think Pickett's going to win that job? I think week do one. Do you think he will be the day one starter? Yes, I do. I do I, believe absolutely that not. I, I believe no chance. I, I believe that they, you know, the the Steelers were just so set on him for you know weeks before that draft. You know that that was just a set pick that if he went to the, you know fell to them, they were picking him. I think I think when a player is that set to you for weeks and you just kind of fall in love with a guy that. You know, shared a facility with you for a couple, you know, a couple years playing in pit. I, I just think that's a little different than any other, you know, quarterback coming in. And we all we all talked about that he was the most NFL ready. So when you combine all of that, I believe that he will, you know, he'll start week one. Um, we'll we'll see on that um, for sure. Uh, you know, they also drafted Calvin Austin um, out of Memphis. I think is a you know a, a good speedster. So when you look at this team. Uh, the offense for me is is kind of not really the question mark. You know, you mm-hmm. it, look if we're looking at Ben Roethlisberger being replaced by Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, I'm honestly going to say that we're getting an upgrade. You know, I, I don't think that's blasphemous to say. Um, yeah. You know, we, we could terrible. We, yeah, we're we're probably seeing an upgrade at, at the quarterback position. You know, Najee Harris in his third year. 
Um, we, we could definitely, uh, you know, see him even improve on, on what he was last year. And the wide receivers, you know, Claypool coming off a down year, but it's still, you know, we, we know could be a great talent. Uh, uh, they lost James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster, but still have Deontay Johnson. So that's a good, you know, still the good one-two punch there. Uh, the biggest thing for me is their offensive line. It, it just wasn't that improved on. They signed Mason Cole um, for another, you know, to, to replace a guard, but they still don't have, you know, great tackles. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, whoever's playing quarterback week one is still going to be, you know, running for his life. And I don't see, you know, Najee Harris, you know, being able to explode for this, you know, incredible season because the holes are just not going to be there. You know, he's going to do what he's going to do because he's, you know, such a talented player. But, you know, this this team to me, the offensive line is still a huge question. You know, that that was just it, it just rough to watch, you know, Steelers game sometimes because of that. And then the, the defensive side, you know, th- this was a, you know, we thought was a top 10 defense that ended up being a bottom five defense at the end of the year. Now, that was definitely, you know, thanks to a buttload of injuries to, you know, all of their star uh, defensive, you know, linemen. Uh, but this team doesn't have that great of a secondary, in my opinion. They have Minka Fitzpatrick, but their corner position is definitely rough. And we have to see now, you know, some some pretty serious injuries from last year, um, you know, we have to see those guys come back and, and see if they can, you know, stop the run this year because they were the worst run defense in the National Football League last year. And they got just destroyed down the stretch. Uh, you know, we, we can't forget that, you know, the Vikings game where I think it was Dalvin Cook and Madison had over, you know, 300 yards rushing. They got sure. just, you know, destroyed, you know, down the stretch there. So my biggest question mark is, is the two biggest, you know, weakest weakness points um, for this, you know, besides quarterback. Uh, I, I just don't think we're addressed that, you know, in, in the offseason. So I, I think in a in a division that's this good, I think Pittsburgh, honestly, I, I you know, I maybe maybe, you know, before we, we were doing this, I thought this team would be, you know, a five, you know, four or five win team. I don't think they'll be that bad. I still think they could get to seven, eight wins, but they're going to be last in this division, I, I believe. They're definitely going to be last in this division, but there's a couple things. Number one, Mitch Trubinsky, in my mind, will be the starting quarterback. Kenny Pickett will take over at some point in the year, but I think that Mitch will be the starter day one. Mm. Number two, Najee Harris is going to have a monster. Mark my words. Monster fantasy football year. I think he will be the top three running backs in all the league Mm. in fantasy football points. I'm putting my fist down and I'm pounding the table. I love Najee Harris. He's big. He's fast. He's going to get the ball a lot. And whether Trubisky or Pickett or the quarterback, he's going to get the dump offs all day long. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I think Najee Harris is, you know, and I think the offensive line with Mason Cole and Kevin Dotson, they have to improve. They just can't be as bad as last year. On the defensive side of the ball, look, you still have TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward, who are two of the just greatest linemen on the planet, you know, or guys, you know, who rush the quarterback. But, you know, Devin Bush is an excellent linebacker. I'm not a big Miles Jack fan. I'm not a big Alex Highsmith fan. Their back end is is pitiful. You know, other than Fitzpatrick, their back end is terrible. This, this team is going to get run up on. They're going to get thrown on. They're going to get scored on. This team is going to have six wins at best. But I do love Najee Harris. It's the only person <laughs> that, on this team. That's just what you want. I love him. There. And I love Pat Fryermuth. That guy got me so mm. many wins last year. Yep. He's an excellent tight end. Those two guys are worth drafting. Everybody else, stay the f away from. Yeah, and you're you're definitely looking at you know 
I think what you saw was Chase Claypool is is a great talent. You know, he's going to have, you know, every other game, uh, you know, 50-yard deep ball touchdown. That's just the player every he is. Other. But, but Dude, once every five games maybe. I, this I was guy just saying that is uh, overhyped. I was just saying that, that's the type of player he is, you know. But when you're looking for who is, you know, the go-to wide receiver on this team, you're, you know, you're looking at Deontay Johnson. It's Johnson. With, yeah, the, with the exit of, of Juju and James Washington, you're going to look at a lot of production going James Washington's way. You know, with the offense last year with the short passes because of the, you know, restricted Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know if you're going to see, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 catches, but you're definitely going to see Deontay Johnson have um, a really good year in my opinion. So and, I think he's fine. the go-to he guy. not be on my team. Right. This team, this team, five or six wins tops. All right, so you are going with the the five six wins. I was I was giving them oh, a little 100%. more credit, dude. Have you seen their schedule? It's brutal. Cincinnati. Well, I mean, Cleveland, look, every AFC yeah, team Buffalo, we do is Tampa going Bay, to be brutal. Look at brutal. this AFC man. It's brutal. it is they, brutal. They have to here. play the, They have to play Las Vegas. They have to play New Orleans. They have to play obviously Cincy twice. They have to play Indy out of conference. This this I'm telling you, this schedule. Is brutal. They have to play Miami in Miami. They're, if they get five wins, it'll be a lot. All right. Uh, let's get to the Cleveland Browns here, who finished third in this how, division. How do, we, how, how do we even do this until we know what the hell Watson's doing? <laughs> well, uh, I, no, I'm not. I'm not really sure, but we can, you know, do our best here. Uh, right. Just missing the playoffs oh. last year. Uh, you know, just uh, again continuing with the disappointing seasons here. Uh, this, this team, <laughs> you know over the last couple seasons has really tried to revamp the talent on this roster going from, you know, one of the worst teams, you know, of the, of the last, you know, decade in NFL history. I think you could say last couple of seasons, you know, it started with the OBJ drama that's, you know, kind of over now, but you know, th this team, uh, you know, made, made huge moves this year. You know, they, they were unsatisfied yep. with their production last year and they went for it this year, trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, getting Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, you know, not giving up much, uh, re-signing David Njoku, uh, getting Jakeem Grant for, you know, a kick return, punt returner kind of player. Um, you know, they having a good draft by drafting, you know, David Bell. I love him out of Purdue. Mm -hmm. Alex love Wright uh, getting, you know, Cade York, the best kicker in the draft. I didn't even realize that until I, you know, saw it um, before we did this, the, you know, the LSU kicker. Uh, you know, th this was a good offseason for for the Browns because they already had a, a pretty, you know, solid team and they got even better. You know, they, they couldn't deal with the inconsistencies of of Baker Mayfield. They dealed him to Carolina um, and they got Deshaun Watson. Now, will Deshaun Watson play this season uh, still up in the air? You know, it is it is July 20, you know, 5th, you know, J July 26th on the day that this goes out. Um, we still don't have word on, on what this will be. I think I, I think. Let's take this. Well, let me, Let's. I was going to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Just, it, it, I think this is the easiest way to answer it. What do you think the win differential is? All right, yeah, we if can. De Deshaun plays the whole season, mm -hmm. or if he plays none of it, or if he plays half of it. I think if if we're going full season, Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and no Deshaun Watson for the season, I think you're looking at, you know, an extreme win difference of maybe five or six games. I, I think that's reasonable. I, I mean, that you're you're talking about, you know. And then you're talking to one of the biggest Deshaun Watson hate you know haters out there, and we're not even talking about the off the field you know issues. Right. Um, there is a severe difference of the talent level between him and Jacoby Brissett. However much that you want to say Jacoby Brissett is a starting quarterback in this in this league, there's a severe you know talent you know difference. Sure. Um, you sure. know when when you look at 
games, um, when you look at games uh, just in the division, you know, against Baltimore and, and Cincinnati, they're not going to win any of those games with with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. I will say that right now. They will not beat the Bengals. They will not beat the Ravens at all this season with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Deshaun Watson's there. They can win three out of four of those games. You know, that, that's that's the difference I'm talking about. Look, you mm-hmm. want to talk about playing the Jets and, you know, the Pittsburgh games in their division and, and you know, Houston on the road and, and Washington. Jacoby Brissett, fine. You can win those games. That's not the ones I'm talking about. I am strictly talking about the in-division games, you know, Four, I will say this, you know, four or five games just in the division that I think having Deshaun Watson over Jacoby Brissett could make the difference of a 13-win team or a 9-win team or an 8-win team, you know, a team that is going to possibly win this division with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback I, and possibly not make the playoffs. I think I think that is... I, I agree with you. I think that's I, realistic. I agree. I, I think it's a 12-win team with Deshaun. I think it's a 9-win team with Brissett. I, I mean... And, and Again, if we're talking, part of it is just looking at the, the schedule. Thing, right. If we're if we're talking about an eight game suspension, um, they have a much tougher second half than they do first half. Yes. So yes. if you're you know, if he is suspended for the first half of the season, I think they can definitely regain um some of those, you know, they, they can be thankful that they have some easy games just you know, Brissett maybe right. can take care of, you know, when they play Atlanta and the Jets and Carolina um and New England, uh some of the easier games there. That they can, they can definitely, you know, Brissett can come out of the first eight games at four and four, um, and and leave Brissett, uh, leave Deshaun Watson to win, you know, six or seven more down the stretch. But, you know, we we just don't know at, at the end of the day what this is going to be. Now, I I'm uh, this is what I'll say. My prediction is that he'll be suspended eight games. So my prediction is that the Cleveland Browns will win maybe you know eleven games. Um, and I but I ultimately think that puts them. I still think that might put them in 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 you know second or third place. I don't think they win this division even with Deshaun Watson. You know, even if he was exonerated from all this and played the full season, um, you also have to look at you know you know we're not going crazy in depth on this and and putting every team's you know record into into a take. But this AFC, some of these you know good teams like a Cleveland Browns could finish with seven wins because of how difficult this AFC is. You know, we could look at a team like, you know, when we get to the, I know we're not getting to the AFC West today, but we're going to look at a team like Denver, you know, who's really improved or, or the Raiders, they could finish with six, seven wins. You know, even though they're a pretty good improved team, just because of how hard this AFC, one of the, one or two of these pretty good teams are going to finish probably with, you know, not a lot of wins because of just how difficult, you know, all of these AFC, you know, teams are going to be to, to, to win against. It's either going to be that or everybody's going to have seven, eight, nine wins. Mm, yeah, we, we, we definitely could see that. But I, I think Cleveland's going to, um, you know, it, it, there's just going to be so much, I think, drama around the season if he plays or not. Um, you know, yeah. if, he, if, he, if he ends up playing, you know, how much backlash is he going to get? You know, what, what's going to be going through his mind um, during some of this? You know, it's just going to be an interesting season. There, there's never a dull moment uh, in the Browns organization um, but I think I think this team's going to finish, you know, second or third um, in this division with, you know, 10, 11 wins. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't see him winning that many games. I mean, even with Deshaun Watson. I yeah. And even you look, even even I'm saying that right now, I, I agree with you. Maybe I, I might even retract what I just said. Maybe I'm going down to, to seven, eight games, you know. And and we're you know I'm I'm talking about with a with an eight game suspension for Deshaun Watson maybe maybe I will go down to, to seven eight games because I really do do not believe that they are better than Baltimore and I don't think they're better than 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 the Bengals 
Um, so, so if they're going to finish third, you know, maybe they, they will only win seven, eight games this year and have another, you know, disappointing season. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe that is the case. So at the moment, I do not have the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs. I don't either. I, I will stand with that. Look, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, instead of, you know, picking here, choosing, you know, seven, eight games, nine games. Yep. I agree with you. I don't, I, I will, I will say that the Cleveland Browns do not make the playoffs this year. Yep. Okay. All right, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, the Ravens uh, had a. I, I think the next two are going to be really interesting. Really uh, interesting. I think these two, yeah. I think these two are the best two teams in this division. Um, I think they yeah. will both be vying for, you know, to to win this division. Um, we could most likely see um, what we saw this year with the records this year. You know, you know, all four teams above, you know, eight wins or at wait eight wins. Um, and, you know, vying the last three weeks to see who wins this division, we could definitely see that. Um, you know, we could see another, you know, year of a, of a competitive division. Uh, you know, th- this team um, re-signs Calais Campbell to another year, so they get their big, you know, run stopper. Um, spent a lot of money on Marcus Williams to get a safety there um, to pair with Kyle Hamilton, who, uh, you know, an unbelievable pick that they were able to get him <laughs> in that you know, they got first him, yeah. round. Um, getting Morgan Moses as, you know, a tackle replacement that is, you know, whatever, a veteran tackle there. Uh, Linderbaum was another, you know, um, great offensive pick. line, uh, great pick there. Uh, Jabo, who probably won't play this year, but, you know, is definitely a, a stash that uh, that they got late in that. Um, in, in, and I believe that the second or, or third round there. Um, and Travis Jones, who I like out of UConn, who is a big run stopper that probably is the Clayus Campbell replacement when Clayus Campbell probably retires at the end of this year. So they did a lot of the, you know, the dirty work, you know, not these flashy signings. They didn't get a, you know, a huge, you know, big name wide receiver, or, you know, you know, a, a big name kind of uh, player. But they did what they needed to do to fix kind of the holes in, in, in their roster. Yeah. Um, they like lost even Marquise- getting a guy. Even getting a guy like Brent Urban from us, right, yeah. the Cowboys, is a great backup to Calais. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's a great rotation guy. And when you look at the guys that they lost, you know, Bradley Bozeman was their starting center, but they just got Linderbaum. He'll be the starting center. Uh, shout out Chris Board, um, uh, former alumni of the Timber Creek uh, Wolves, uh, <laughs> my old high school. He leaves, but you know they have other linebackers there. And losing Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins, I'm just not losing any sleepover with a team that doesn't throw the football. So. You know, when you look at this team, they improved defensively and their offensive line. Hopefully they get, you know, I guess you can add this as an addition with J.K. Dobbins coming back from his injury. Um, He says, you know, coming straight from him, you know, he had a big argument with, uh, I think it was Adam Schefter the other day because Adam Schefter said that he wouldn't be ready for week one. He clapped back on Twitter saying he will be ready for week one. So I think I would take um, J.K. Dobbins viewpoint of when he'll be back. So hopefully he's back for week one. Um, They definitely have, you know, they'll definitely have their running back room back. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be back healthy. They're going to get, you know, get back to their run heavy offense and improved um, offensive line and their defense, you know, should be back to, to, you know, you know, last year, I don't even consider last year um, a real season for the Ravens. The amount of injuries that that cornerback room went, went through the amount of injuries that that offense um, went through that just the whole team, you know, just was very sad to see. And they won eight games last year without their quarterback for what the final four final six games. So, you know, this team, I'm whoa, going to pick. Whoa, whoa. They, they, they had Tyler Huntley. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Tyler Huntley. I believe yes. that the Baltimore Ravens win the AFC North this year. Um, I, I, I think that this team, you know, I when this team kind of converted to this, this run-style offense with Lamar and all this, you know, I was kind of a, not a hater, but I looked at it and said this team can't really win, 
you know, football games. And that may be the, be the case for the postseason and getting to a Super Bowl. But in terms of the regular season, this team's going to win 12, maybe even 13 games. Because when you're able to run the football like they are, and you have the most, you know, athletic quarterback in probably NFL history. And if he is able to be health, you know, stay healthy and not, you know, get injured like last season, this team is just going to, you know, mow the clock down. They have a, you know, they're going to have a top ten defense. They're going to get turnovers. They're going to control the the time of possession. And this team is going to wear teams down. And they're going to win a lot of big games. Um, it's hard to win in Baltimore. Uh, so, so I like this team to to really be one of the top seeds in the AFC. When we get to playoff time, it's another conversation of can they keep doing it. But in the regular season, I think this team wins this this division, and and I think it's you know it's it's just an all around really you know solid team. So it's a solid team. There's still a lot of question marks, right? Lamar Jackson hasn't signed his extension. He's still negotiating by himself without an agent. What kind of distraction is that going to be all year? Right, because it doesn't look like it's going to get done by the start of, the, of training camp. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are coming back from vicious knee injuries. Are they going to be the same players? Are they going to be better? You know, just as good as they were. They added big fatty Matt, Mike <laughs> Davis, right? So that that's a nice addition. That's a good one. They're, I don't like their wide receivers at all. I'm not a Duvernay or Proche fan. Right, but you have to look at – we do have to kind of look at Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman had a couple games last year that were were pretty good after he came back from injury. You know, he – I think that was one of the reasons they were comfortable with giving away Marquise Brown because they really only need one wide receiver on this, you know, team. That's what they've just been rolling with. They have Mark Andrews, who's all and Mark Andrews, and who's, who, who should be on everybody's fantasy football team because mm-hmm. that's who Lamar Jackson throws the ball to, right. right? The offensive line will be much improved, and again, this will be a very run-heavy first team. I, they, they're going to pound the ball, which you know, when you can pound the ball and control the clock and you know score at will, yeah, it, it works. Their defense will be good. Uh, Patrick Queen has been one of the biggest disappointments in I coming out of college. I thought he was going to be a stud. He's been nothing even close. He needs to pick it up. If Kyle Hamilton is all world, you know, getting with Marcus Williams, that could be the best safety. Group yeah, we, in we the could league. we could easily see it being the best duo at, right. at safety in the league. That could be an and, unreal force there. And if Peters comes back and is able to play, you know, with Humphrey, that's the best secondary in the league. Yeah. You know? it, so. It's it has the potential like we, we like we said this team was a content a Super Bowl contender last year and then they everyone yep. got hurt so they they yes. got even better they added a lot more better players this year and and everyone should you know be healthy at least for the start of the season so if they stay healthy not only do I think this team wins the division I think this team is a Super Bowl contender in the AFC all right. Well, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender at all. I, I have three teams that I think could destroy them. So I don't no I don't agree with that but what I do think is and what I have and, and we're obviously going to look at the Cincinnati Bengals next, is I have both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens winning 10 games. And they play the last week of the season. Yeah. So, And, and how many times in the last couple of years have we seen the AFC North come down to that final game? Oh, I will bet anything it will come down to the last week of the season. Mm. I think those two teams will be battling and whoever wins, wins the division. I, I really do. And... You know, we'll have to play this all out with the other three divisions, but that 10 wins is going to be a really difficult uh, situation because there will be one, possibly even maybe even two 10 win teams in the AFC who might not make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the reality of of what we're going to see in the AFC this year is we're going to see a lot of good teams miss the playoffs just because of how incredibly, 
you know, stack this this conference is. So um, we both have the Ravens winning, or I have the Ravens winning. You have it, you know, maybe coming down to this last week of the Bengals. Let's look at the Bengals, our last team here. Uh, the Bengals uh, had, you know, obviously in a fantastic season, losing in the Super Bowl last year. Um, and I believe they even... They even got better this year. You know, they got Lyle Collins from the Cowboys that, you know, puts together their their last, you know, kind of slot um, at tackle that they were looking for. Um, they they signed Ted Karras, the 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 center, you know, to fill in a, a center need as well. Hayden Hurst is another tight end that they will replace um, Uzama with, uh, which I think is fine. I think that's, you know, probably an even thing there. Um, in the draft, getting Daxon Hill, uh, that safety, that you know, may or may not be replacing um, their current safety right now. That is, uh, you know, Eli kinda, Apple. Uh, no, he not Eli Apple. Easily take it. Oh, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Uh, I'm saying Jesse Bates. Yeah, no, not yeah. you know Jesse Bates not signing a uh, extension yet. No one knows you know what could happen to him. So we could see Daxon Hill kind of step in there and be you know great, a great player, a safety there. So I, I think that's good. You know, when you look at their their losses, Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, not, you know, a player that I'm losing sleep over. Auden Tate didn't see the field last year. So didn't lose anybody, you know, incredible. Still have that, you know, incredible wide receiver core, a really solid, uh, you know, uh, an improvements on the offensive line with, with Lyle Collins and 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 Ted, uh, Ted Karras. So, you know, you're going to give Burrow more time. You're going to have T- Higgins and Chase, um, which is going to be incredible. Mixon had a, had a fantastic season. I think the big thing for the Bengals is, was the defense this Cinderella fluke or are they for real? You know, is, is Chidobe Awuzi a, a, a really good corner or is he not? Because when I saw him He's play not. for the Cowboys, he sucked. <laughs> he was one of the He's worst I, I've ever seen. When, when I saw him last year, he looked like a top five corner in the league. So are we, it's serious. Are we going to see yeah. this? Was that a Cinderella run or, yeah. or is this defense for real? And I think that, that, that will come down to the, if this team, this team could, you know, this team could, you know, if it is for real, it could be 12 wins, 13 wins, get a number one seed in the AFC. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could be, you know, that from a, from a team that, you know, made the Super Bowl, they could have a lot of confidence. We could see Burrow be, come back and be even better than he was last year. Um, yeah. Or is that defense going to take a little step back? Ding, ding, ding. I think that's what we might see. And that's why I think you're going to see this team be around that, you know, same 10 and 7, uh, maybe even drop down to, you know, nine wins, could step up to 11. Um, I think it's a playoff team, a team that's going to be battling for a playoff spot. Um, I don't think they win this division, though. I think Baltimore is just a team that's better built um, all around. I think they have a much better defense um, than Cincinnati, and I think that they will you know, win a couple more regular, seasons ga- regular season games. Cincinnati will be vying for a, a wild card spot, I do believe, um, with all the rest of those AFC teams. So, so there's a couple things. Number one, I think that the uh, Awuzie success is so predicated on Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, Logan Wilson, BJ Hill, DJ Reader all getting to the quarterback. Right? They did that so well last year. Yep. If that continues, you can make Awuzie look like a football player, right? You have Mike Hilton as the other uh corner who was excellent last year. You added Dax Hill who was I love because he could play corner or or safety. If they could get Jesse Bates happy, he's a phenomenal player. I'm not a big Eli Apple fan. But the defense will be fine, right? The offense, like you said, adding the the three guys on the offensive line will definitely make that better. Jonah Williams has to play better, right? Hayden Hurst is a, a viable tight end, but I love, I love Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. I, th- those five guys, as long as they stay healthy, will move the ball on anybody, 
on yep. any defense in the league, right? So I still think this team wins 10 games. The only reason I have them at 10 games and battling Baltimore at the last second is because their schedule is brutal. Yep. This is what happens when you finish in first place. I was just right? going to say. You have to go play at Dallas. You have to play at uh, New Orleans. You have to play at uh, Tennessee, hey, at screw, Kansas City, at Tampa the, Bay. Screw, the, screw those games Buffalo. that you're talking about. How about the last stretch of seven games that they have to play to end the season? Yeah. Uh, how about let's 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 get a bye. You know, we come off the bye. We'll play Pittsburgh. That's fine. And Tennessee. How about the last six games where we're going to play Kansas City, Cleveland, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, and Baltimore? That's six right. of the, you it's know, brutal. we're talking it's about four brutal. of the best teams in the league that you're just going to play at the right. end of the season when you're trying to get into that wild card spot. Um, or, you know, try to, to compete for that that division, you know, it's going to be tough for the Bengals. And that's why I'm saying, you know, they they had a, you know, they had a fantastic season last year with with the help of rookies and young players that that really, you know, stepped up and were better than anyone thought that they would be. Um, but yeah. we're going to have to see this team uh, be for real this year and and, and show us that it, it, defensively, at least for me, that it wasn't this kind of fluky, well, you know, just unreal season. Isn't there like a curse? I mean, if you lose the Super Bowl, you don't make the playoffs the next year. Yeah, like isn't I mean, that like a, a constant thing? So yeah. I mean, they could fall. They could fall into that same. Listen, I wouldn't be shocked if this team didn't make the playoffs simply because of how brutal the schedule is. Not because mm-hmm. they're not a good team. Not because they won't give people fits in every game. But but this is as hard a schedule as you're going to find. It has to be top five hardest schedules on, in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. I mean, that, that's again, that's what happens when you win your division and you're in the AFC and then everyone gets better in, in the AFC. So uh, that was great. You know, that was that was just that was fun for uh, to, to get into that that NFL spirit. Uh, next week, we are, you know, let's let's We're just doing, let's do the south. Let's let's go to the south. We will go. I want to the, save um, the west and the east for, for the last two. Yeah, we'll go to the NFC south and the, the AFC south on on Friday's episode. Um, if you, you know, uh, if, if you're into the NFL spirit, um, keep listening, uh, keep, you know, telling everyone that, that we're getting into the NFL spirit because, you know, it's, it's, it's great to be talking again and, and getting ready for this season. So if you want to be, you know, up to date and, uh, and, and, and keeping up with, with only a month left of the season, uh, let's, we got a let's, lot let's to, keep going. We got a lot to talk about, buddy. We got fantasy footballs. We, we got to start putting our top five at every position. We got to start talking about our sleepers, our, oh, yeah. our rookie favorites. I, I, I'm so excited and jazzed and, and revved up. I, you know, I'm, I, I can't wait for Friday. All right.